Welcome back to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we bring you Season 1, Episode 20, Darkness Falls. This episode is badass, man. Out of the gate, strong. This is fucking great. I'm glad we. Could, I'm glad we're doing this one, man. This is awesome. I was looking forward to it. No mishmash here, kid. I normally have oh. the, the X Files blender. Like, is this the one where the vampire flies through the tree? Right? And you're like, no, that's actually a movie from the '70s, but close. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy about that. I knew about this one, dude. I'm the big boy. I'm like Josh. I know about the darkness falls. <laughs> That's what we got today. So I'm pumped. How about you? Dude, I um I love this one. Yeah. Th- this is a season one episode that I watched a fucking ton. I love it. Um, there's a couple things that I couldn't get out of my head, and I blame... Well, there was one thing I noticed for the first time ever watching the episode, which was kind of like, huh, like kind of laughed to myself. And then I made the mistake of... I had watched it, and before I watched it and took notes, mm. I was like skimming through the Facebook comments. Sure. I haven't even done and, that yet. I should probably do that. And uh, yeah, I had a couple weird little uh, little things that kind of burrowed like a tiny green bug into the back of my head. Nice. And they caused me a, a tiny little hiccup, but it does not, it does not take away from the greatness of this episode. There are just a few things which are... <laughs> Yeah, a little bit, a little bit something maybe we can talk about, but um, yeah, this it. is good shit, man. This is uh, you know, and I'll, and I'll start off right from the get go and say, uh, as one of the listeners did, this episode is basically ice in the forest, right? A hundred percent. Yep, 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 yep. And, Except and, you are not fighting the enemy within; you're fighting the enemy without. You are, but I mean, there there's is, tension. There's tension. Yeah, they try to play off that tension aspect just like uh, they did in Ice, but it's not l- not as literal of a monster literal <laughs> monster within. Um, right, but it's really about that isolation. I mean, dude, look up the cast list. Oof. You have you have like uh, seven speaking parts in this fucking show. Yeah, man, it's a lot. It's awesome though. Eight. I'm sorry. Uh, Jason Beggy, man, this guy rules. He's the yeah. Uh, he plays more right. Yeah. This you know, dude uh, rules. <laughs> He's fucking great. I love this fucking guy. Anybody want to see me tuck and do the pee-pee <laughs> dance? That's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Californication, man. Yeah, good personal buddy, David Duchovny. Yeah, says he's one of his best friends, actually. I was reading about him today. Pretty cool, man. I knew some of that shit. Ben Prue dropped me some notes, as he usually does, hooking me up. This is so Cut, fucked up. Cutting First down of all, on my workload. Hey, Ben, you're a nerd. And Josh is the popular kid at school, and you're like, here's your homework, Josh. It's fucking, I don't get these emails. I'm in the trenches. <laughs> no, no swirly for you this week, Ben. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's dark. You bastards. But, dude, you know what's crazy? He, he you know, yeah, yeah, he was friends with um, Larry Moore, blah, blah, blah. Sure, sure. Not Larry Moore. Yeah, Beggy, Beggy. Jason. Beggy. <laughs> Larry Moore being the, the character actor, Jason Beggy. But um, they used to work together as bartenders. Dude, awesome, Can right? Can you imagine 
the amount, <laughs> the sheer volume. Raining in puss. A, in a cubic, if you were to define it in a cubic volume level Oof, of puss yes, that they were collecting, <laughs> holy shitballs. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie, Jason Beggy and Larry Moore, Agent Larry Moore in particular, whew, that's a rugged man. Um, that, I think Be- you know, Beggy was a model dude, right? I I could bet. When he was younger. I could bet, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's got got a little grit in his voice. He's got that strong Dude, that jawline. grit is a fucked up story. Intubation tubes from a vicious car accident. Shut the fuck fucking up, really? bananas. Neck, back, lungs, fucking destroyed. Wow. Crazy. And he kept yanking it out of his throat, he said, and it fucked up his voice. And he's like, but when I tell my kids to do stuff, they do it. <laughs> it's a pretty cool interview. Uh, Scientology, man. Big, yeah. He was gotta, big, big into yeah, it. Don't care. Me neither, because he's out of it. All is well, forgiven. I don't, I don't even care if they're still into it at the end of the day. I don't know. Like, dude, like, we're not... I mean, as much as I'd like to hang out and have a beer with you, we're not. I'm watching you do a show that I like. Mm-hmm. And if you like some weird fucking yeah, that's right. You're a, shit. you you um. I see you fighting with people on Facebook a lot about this. This idea of separating the actor, the characters from the man, right? And it's it's somewhat hypocritical because I do for sure. I have my love fucking infatuations with certain actors or actresses, but in general, I try to separate it. We're like, you're an entertainer. You're playing a role. Like, yeah, if you're a fucking weirdo and you're a Scientologist or like. Yeah, 30 years ago, somebody said you did something kind of fucking weird, and now I can't like the movie you did like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I try my best to separate that shit. Yeah, it's a weird, it's definitely a weird situation. I, I was more saying it out of a term of interest. It's a very interesting story. He's interviewed on that uh, documentary quite a bit. No. Um, oh, so so like he, he got out of there and was like, whoa. Yeah, he got out of it and he was on that really good documentary that was on HBO, Going Clear. And he's interviewed really? multiple times on it, and it's fucking awesome. You want to hear some shit I've never told you before, or anybody else ever? Sure, this because is a hot I take. only I only found out about this like uh, <laughs> you're a um, um, back in August. You are in love with men. <laughs> yeah, well, starting. I had with Jason my suspicions. No. <laughs> yeah, starting with Jason Beggy. There you go. It's a good pick. And I'm sorry, not August. This was back in. Um, this was last Christmas. I went up to uh, went up to my dad's house for uh, up in Vermont, and uh, my dad and I. My dad's a fucking one of my favorite human beings in the world, and we're sitting there on the couch drinking whiskey at like nine thirty at night because my dad is like donezo by like ten thirty eleven. Yeah, drinking whiskey and like just talking about shit. And my dad said something about like yeah, you know, like in the seventies with Scientology shit. And I was like, I was like, yeah, you, like whatever, like you. uh what was that like being around that? He's like, yeah, I did that whole thing. Dude, that's the, a lot of people did. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, I did the Scientology thing. Like I signed up. I fucking, I was, I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was like, whatever, entry level. And I'd like, you know, walk around Sullivan Square and hand out shit and do this and that. And I was like, you were Scientologist? And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, uh, yeah. You know, they still call here sometimes. I'm like, are you fucking serious? He's like, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been uh, affiliated with him for 40 years. They And I, he's like moved fucking seven times since then. Every once in a while, they call up and they're like, yeah. Hey, Mark, you interested in coming back into the fold? 
<laughs> and I'm like, Dad, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like, w- w- how did you get out of there? Like, thinking of, like in a cult mindset, like, how did you get out of there? And he's like, ah, it kind of sucked, and I wasn't getting laid doing it. So, yeah, you, that's a certain, you got to reach a certain level before they throw the women at you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, my dad was a Scientologist. Yeah. I, um, I, uh, we had a neighborhood friend who was one when I was in Florida. His mom was wicked, wicked into it. And he had like, you know, Dianetics and shit. And then, what the fuck? The, the Battlefield Earth, all that shit. He had them all. And I was like, oh, well, my parents are like, because we're always like, oh, his parents are into like a weird thing. And they're like, yeah, they're in Scientology. He's like, oh, so it's like a weird religion. Is it like science? And I was like, oh, okay. And that's all I ever really knew of it, except his parents were actually weird. <laughs> they had money, though. <laughs> he had some fucking cash. Cashola. Cashola indoor pool, man. He's got the money. Oh, indoor pool? Mm. That's, I mean, not that's completely real, ridiculous in Florida, but pretty ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, it's good. Watch that. Watch the Going Clear uh, special. And, and he's yeah. in it, and he's awesome. <clears throat> well... That's a good amount of preamble, I would yeah. say. I would say let's uh, let's go to the ward. Let's let's go up to Washington. Let's go up to Matt's backyard, dude. Let's go up to the Northwest, the Great Pack Northwest, pal. You see a bunch of burly loggers, and they're talking about making a run for it. I was expecting yeah. the Apache to come out of the woods. <laughs> I was like, what's got these boys so spooked? Shapes? <laughs> like, is it is this a prequel or a sequel to The Revenant? Because it seems kind of familiar. If a bear fucks with these guys, I'm shutting it off. <laughs> that is a fact. You better get an Oscar, um, though. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they try to get the fuck out of there real quick. They all kind of scatter as if they're playing hide-and-seek with the one <laughs> guy if- who's staying behind, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, more, uh, more Manhunt, I thought. I like it. Makes yeah. sense. And uh, one dude there, the not Perkins, I guess Dyer, I think is his name. Spinny. Oh, no, no, he, that's the other guy. He goes down, fucking busts up his leg, and then Perkins yeah. tries to carry him. And then... Uh, These guys are honorable, then, huh? I mean, I like that we set the precedent <laughs> for the humanity of the logger. <laughs> you think I'm fucking with you. I'm not. <laughs> I do. <laughs> You're so used to me by now. It's no fun. I mean, there's got to be a better way than just like a mad dash. dash. It's not <laughs> like, a good plan. <laughs> the forest floor is lava. The forest floor is lava. I've already run. <laughs> I mean, there's not, uh, I mean, there's oh, good shit. sense of panic, I guess we could say that. Yeah. But, uh, I want to. Big bolts. Yeah. Scatter gets dark and then those, they look up. It's raining. Those green, green bugs, green dots. Death from above, dude. Um, I will say that the very first shot sets up this, the visuals in this episode are, are a thing to love. Sure. I mean, we, we talk all the time about Vancouver and like where they film and like these old, old dark forests. But this episode, you know, it's the centerpiece. It's the whole kit and caboodle and they do it really well. And in some ways, ironically, like weather cooperated and, also made it super difficult because it literally like I guess again courtesy of Ben Prue pissed on them like rained nonstop the whole fucking time mm. it was just fucking wet and miserable but that feels real in the episode and oh, there yeah. are there are some con- continu- continuity issues like if you look when they're cutting back and forth and like wait it's raining on Mulder and Scully yeah, yeah, not yeah, in the base yeah, camp yeah. but 
like regardless, that's kind of like being picky. It, it looks great mm. when it's just like foggy and rainy in this giant old growth forest. Like that forest is so good awesome, fucking shit. Oh man, it's, it's great. so vast and monstrous. That vast monstrous forest when like you do not see the sun mm. because there's just no clearing and you there's no undergrowth because sunlight just doesn't get down there enough. And it, it's not like it has to be cleared out. It's just like, no, there's not really enough light for shit to grow. So it's just like, no, just giant fucking trees. Don't that's, go there. That's what lives here. There's there's parts of the Pac Northwest undiscovered, like meaning we know it's there, we have a map, but people haven't walked through it, they say. That's wild, dude. That's crazy. That's what that that's what your Bigfoot people really grasp onto. That that <laughs> fact right there. Well, have you ever seen a mountain lion in the wilderness? <laughs> So yeah, um, <laughs> you know I haven't seen the thing that can hear me three miles away. Come to find out, but opening credits: Mulder, Brief, Scully, Manly Men, Loggers, thirty of them all missing despite full blown manhood. Full bloom, I think he says. Actually, full bloom, <laughs> fucking guy. He feels what insecure around for, those blue collar types, doesn't he? He's got to make jokes he, about them. He does. <laughs> ah, they'll take his girl. <laughs> yeah, looking for a husband there, Scully. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, Spinny Federal and Teague, Forest right? Service has no idea, no answer for what happened to these thirty loggers, and then uh, the, yeah, right to Spinny and Key. Two weeks ago, by the way, they went out. One week, communication was cut off. The lumber company was like, "Yo, can you get the uh, Federal Forest Service?" The, no, no, the lumber company and the Federal Forest Service, like, we need help. Send the FBI. Yep. And Mulder's monkey, like, well, I monkey wrenchers. Yeah, monkey wrenchers, dude. I like it. M- monkey wrenchers. Fucking sabotage. Uh, yeah, and that seems, uh, Scully seems a little surprised by this. Like, eco-terrorism, Mulder? Like, really? Like, that's, mm. like, you're, you're pulling X-Files creds to get into an eco-terrorism case. And then, ka-chink, ka-chink, couple more slides. A little WPA crew mm. back in 34. Never heard of seen again. Same woods, same kind of situation. That's creepy, man. It's a creepy idea. That, that is fucking good creepy. Yeah. Family grizzly bears? Maybe. You would have found them, though. Yeah. Vanishing I mean, is sh- just bad. There, there's no way a group of adults, don't, men, don't women, get whatever. Found. Don't get found. Well, don't get found and also, like, no survivors. Right. Like, there is no animal in existence that's going to like wipe out a crew of people with like no survivors. Correct. Like I don't Cause they're all care. scattered. Yeah. But like and, the biggest predators we have left, like hunt more or less individually or with like a few, like they're like, there's no predator in the world today. That's going to take out a group of 30 nope. fucking humans. No fucking way. Except another no. person. <laughs> Except a, <laughs> There's some green bugs. Hunting them down. Oh, yeah, green bugs, too. Uh, you suspect Bigfoot, she asks mockingly. Not likely. That'd be a lot of flannel to choke down, even for Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I'll give them that. It's funny. Come on, Scully. That'll be a nice trip up to the forest. Away they go to meet Jason Becky. Becky, 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 Becky. Larry Moore, what? FFS. This fucking testosterone factory. Mm-hmm. This guy. <laughs> I don't want to so- stand too close to you, this skulls. You Let's might get, get out of the pregnant. way. Oh wait, she is. Let's get that out of the way because I 
had a couple questions. Me I'm like, too. What is this maternity looking shit? Dude, that- what? There's a couple moments where I thought to myself, hey, Scully, for sure fuck off some of that baby fat around your face. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but you're getting wow. little chunks of those. Wow. I mean, that's a... That's a, that's a microaggression. That's a one star. <laughs> I, I'm trying is, to earn it um, now. I mean, it's been a while. She is heavy with child. Jillian Anderson, mm. that is. I mean, literally. Yeah. Literally. Literally. And, uh, and, and you have to kind of wonder, like, are there some, like, meta jokes about, like, the finding the husband and, sure, and, sure. and whatnot? That's pretty funny. But, um, but yeah, man, Beggy, uh, that guy, this, this ranger, that's, that's the kind of guy, you know, like, all right, he's an officer of the law in a sense, so he's, mm-hmm. he's strong, he's, he's a, He's okay in the wilderness on his own, but but he cares about nature. Like he, I like it. This yep. this whole He's initial thing, yeah. This is very much like a Matthew Anderson character, where you're trying to capitalize on strongness and sensitivity at the same time. Mm-hmm. Real pussy kind of move, you know. It's, it's a it's a delicate balance in the ever in the ever challenging quest for puss. You know, <laughs> yeah. On the one hand, you want women to know that when the wolves come, it's okay. But you also, you also want to make sure that when, uh, you know, you're talking about your fucking dumb whatever, that he's paying attention, listening, and really tuned mm-hmm. into you. I, I will both fight off the, the, the hordes of, of the wilderness, but also cry with you sure. watching Bambi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I will always clutch you I mean, so tightly. And, and, and you know what? I will I'm always brush the hair out of your eyes. Always. I'm not, I'm not afraid to be the little spoon at times, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to saddle up the poppy yeah. and hold him real That's nice. Fine. That's fine. If you want me to go to your slam poetry thing, I'll go. And then I'll make a fire. It's true. Yeah. Well, uh, Mulder points a couple things out here. Mm-hmm. Got a 22 bullet lodged in the windshield. Yeah. Not really uh, what you hunt people with unless you're a mafia guy and you're putting it to the back of someone's head. But you might hunt Freddy's. You might. <laughs> it's a thing. You don't want to get shot with a twenty-two. It could kill you for sure. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, there was some talk, there was some chatter on the Facebook page about like joking around about how we're referring to this as terrorism and it's kind of downplayed like in a, a very pre-9-11 world. Ve- well, I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah you, you still yeah. don't want to get Shot by a twenty-two caliber rifle. No, it'll it'll I mean, kill you if it hits you right. Oh, and if it doesn't, it's gonna really, really suck. It sucks. <laughs> really sucks. Getting shot by a firearm sh- is shitty. Real. No big matter problem. how you shake it out, getting hit with a BB gun sucks. Yeah, hey, getting hit with a paintball kind of is a bummer. Yeah. On bare skin. It's a, it's a stinger. Ah. Ooh. Shift, uh, oh yeah, eco-terrorism, that was a thing in the 90s, man. Yeah, yeah, that was a big thing. That was, um, you know, Greenpeace, that whole fucking thing, Save the Whales, like, mm-hmm. you know, getting in front of fucking whaling boats. And Double dumbass on you. Tying, <laughs> tying yourself <laughs> up to trees, you know, like in, in that whole, the whole idea that, like, that quote-unquote extremism in support of the environment, that was kind of like a 90s 
thing as far as not like it didn't yeah, ever first yeah, happen you know, there, but you know what it is, in, dude. In it's, pop culture, yeah, it's a it's a it's a person, it's a people thing. We just routinely, and I'm not going to go off on a tangent. I swear, guys, I'm friends again after I said I wanted you all to drive off a bridge. But um, it's just that we every generation. Or, or or every five or six years, we just go through a moral panic about something. And that happened to be the one at the time. Like, uh, yeah. All the, yeah. Tree, all the trees are going to go? Are you sure? All the trees, all are the you, whales. Have you flown over the Pacific Northwest? All the life ever. <laughs> yeah. You know what's kind of funny, man? Like, I always kind of had like a little burp my ass about that whole thing. Ah, these fucking hippies, whatever. Mm. And um, you know me. I've... My views have continued to mature, age like a fine red wine, and uh, you know I find myself or perhaps like not, vinegar, not, <laughs> not that far off base from uh, from the old uh, the old mud spikers here. Yeah, I, I you know, yeah. kind of anything. I'm I'm kind of on like anti-human team, regardless of who's on the roster. Yeah, because it's more about the principle than the identity. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's admirable, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, Mike. I don't care if you're like, are we going to do away with uh, antibiotics? Are we going to, you know, sure, fucking yeah, spike stop, trees? Yeah. Hey, guess what? Stop vaccinating them. Just let them die. <laughs> hey, the, the only fucking all I know is math wise, too many people, too many people, and like now we keep inventing ways to keep more people alive. So. Something's got to give. Mm. It's pretty good. Schiff yeah. Umergut. What is it? Schiff Immergut Lumber. That's the name of this company. It's Steve Humphreys shows up. This fucking guy. Steve Humphreys. Is this Burr Reynolds' brother or something? There's another man man cake here. This guy. There, There is a thing in uh, early X-Files pointed out by a couple people in, the, in uh, <clears throat> the, the old chat, the old Facebook comments. Um, they really douched up the douches. Big time. Right? Uh, it's like two, three, four people mentioned this. Eliza M., um, Stephanie, Joy Belay. Um, basically, like, mm. the, the people you weren't supposed to like, they made sure. Oh, yeah. They made real sure there was no, like, <laughs> no confusion. This guy is a fucking... Level one douchewagon from the second. All, all the way up there. First ballot Hall of Fame douche. Oh, my God. Right, he's in. Yeah. These numbers. <laughs> These kind of numbers. <laughs> this fucking guy. He's the worst. We got a four-hour drive ahead of us. Don't worry. We'll get to know each other. Great. Man, yeah. That that is, the thought of that is brutal. Being Being in the car with this guy for four hours? For sure. They're cowardly, so are their tactics. Same type of people that went up to Canada during Vietnam to dodge the draft. <laughs> this guy, 90s dad. <laughs> hey, real quick, probably could get elected to Congress right now. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or then. Or then. <laughs> Dude, so this guy. Scully, do you get the impression that we've walked in the middle of a war? I love it. Yeah, yep. I like that. Yeah. Um, and I do like, actually, you know, we uh, we're talking about our buddy Jay here, but Larry Moore, I really like his role in this because he is maybe the most grounded. Well, he's definitely the most grounded outside character we meet. Right. Right. Because he's balancing the law and the morality. 
Right, because both um, what's his name, Spinny, right? Yes, yeah. Spin both Spinny and Humphreys are such caricatures, and I actually like Spinny, the the actor that plays him. Yeah, uh, he's Ty- good. Titus Wallover. Yep, I think he does good a good mustache, job. But like, by the way. but a couple of lines he has to deliver are like so fucking preachy. Yeah, of course, some of those guys. But Larry Moore has like. The, as a character, <laughs> hey, can I ask pretty... you a quick, quick question though? <laughs> as caricatures go, come on, right? You know people. You know people who have embraced the caricature that they actually are and say this kind of dumb shit about whatever thing they're rallying behind. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I so I won't cheat on the characters, but I will just say that I like I like more in that. Like, yeah, it, it makes sense, man. Like he. In principle, he shares something with like Spinny and those yeah. fucking guys, and like fuck yeah. But he also was like, "Yeah, I'm a fucking officer of the law, and you can't go around dropping caltrops and shooting fucking rifle rounds into people's windows." Mm-hmm. Like, question it's for insane. you, and you, I want you to be honest with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say that as if you're not sure if you're going to be, but you're going to be because I know I'm hedging. I'm hedging my bets, <laughs> dude. I know. I'm imagining young Josh at home. I'm, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I'm imagining young Josh at home the first time you watched this. And I'm imagining about the age you might have been at the time. And I think I knew you when you were how old? What, 16? 15? You met me at, I think, 14. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm imagining <laughs> you at home, right? With your backpack and your books. And you're watching this episode. And, and dude... When they say Caltrops, you go, yes! <laughs> <laughs> and you fist bump, because you know that shit from Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> 100%. I love it. That made my fucking oh, night, kid. I'm so happy. Dude, <laughs> dude and I was like, not hey, only also, was me I too. balls Me too, except I was 20, deep. so you had an excuse I didn't. <laughs> but wait, I was balls deep into D&D, but I was also balls deep into like military history and like anti-vehicle, <sighs> like road up, yeah, like, yes. you know, dragon teeth in, in different like yeah. beach, beach defense like yeah. systems. So, yeah. Cry, I was are, the allied, are the allied tanks going to clear the dragon's teeth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sweet. I came at it hard from both angles. Badass. Like, I'm just imagining the glee on your face as you know the word. <laughs> and you're like, I know what that is, Mom. <laughs> That's terrific. So anyway, uh, I'm sorry to, to derail you, but yeah, they hit one. So now they're striking out on foot, which blows. Yeah, more, dude. Like, no. He's like, <sighs> yeah, we'll hike the rest of the way. There we are. What, I, was it a four-hour drive? I mean, what kind Four? of a walk are we talking Four hour drive. Holy shit, man! And we'll uh, let's holster that for a moment till we're talking about seclusion in these cabins because there are a couple points brought up in the Facebook comments and and in the back of my mind. But yeah, so I, I'm assuming. Okay, so can I put that in perspective for us? We're pretty far along in the four hour drive. Uh, and granted, dude, you're not you're not doing four hours on one ninety five. Like Right, I was just gonna say, best case from where we live in southeastern mass, four hours to New York City. Imagine walking that? Yeah, but dude, like that's not right, like that's, you're going yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going fifteen, twenty miles an hour, probably at best. But still but I still, see what you're think saying, about yeah. That. So the distance you're talking relative distance, yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's sixty to eighty miles. Right. That's still Even a at 50, long yeah, fucking Just figure way. what, you probably think what, they're going 20 top speed? 
I mean, like maximum. on on average, yeah, on average, yeah. Like you're probably. I mean, I've I've driven some pretty off roady kind of fucking shit, like n- n- nothing that far, but you know, like you're you're. You're four wheeling, like yeah, all right, yeah, like yeah. yeah, like maybe you're you're hitting thirty at times over these roads, but then you're slowing down to like fifteen and mm. and whatever. But so like yeah, maybe top average speed twenty miles. So an let's hour. just for fun but say we're dude, but that's eighty miles. Right. So let's for fun say we're averaging four to five miles and four let's say four miles an hour on foot. I mean that's a that's a conservative estimate, right? Yeah. So yeah. So so maybe Five times the distance on foot. Yeah, t- uh, twenty miles. I mean, four four hours. Uh, I'm sorry, four miles an hour is pretty fucking moving. Yeah, you're moving quick. We'll let, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They're TV characters. <laughs> like, like not not over like flat ground, like through the woods, like hiking. Right. Like, I mean, in general, like a good like you know marching speed for like a military unit. Like if you if you can keep up three miles an hour with like you know, brakes and fucking whatever, like over long, over like hours and hours, like three miles an hour is like pretty good. All right. So we'll call it three. So, so when they say like, we can't get there before nightfall, like of a given day, you're saying like in 12 hours, we, we can't like, all right, like 36, 40 miles to the closest thing, the closest anything. Right. Basically, is what they're saying. Yeah, that's a haul. I think. Yeah, I mean, a lot of woods up there. I guess, mm. and they're trying, right? and they're 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 dealing with elevation. That's going to sap your your uh, O two. Sure, and and just and slow it down. I mean, it's yeah. going to be a. It's we're not talking like, uh, uh, you know, whatever. As as the crow flies. <laughs> <laughs> How many fathoms would you say it is? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it's 20 leagues from here, sir. Well, anyway, they arrive at camp, right? It's abandoned. Plates left behind. People left in a hurry. There's sabotage. Sabotage, right? Rice and radiators. Generators busted up. Radios fucking destroyed. Man, this place is yeah, not like hit. Hit hard. And- hit hard. And, and I'm just going to ask you, so... Did they hit the site after? Did spinning the boys hit the site after the loggers abandoned it? Um, it is a fair question. I don't imagine they hit it while they were there. I mean, yeah, like two, three guys aren't going up against thirty. Two, fucking three loggers. guys at the most. A fucking lizard. <laughs> Sorry, you gave that to me. But yeah, dude, you're right. You're right because. My guess is they they were like, oh, let's let's do our sabotage, and then they creeped their way inside, and they were probably like, what the fuck? Nobody's here. Let's fucking go balls wild. I think so. Let's fucking break everything. But I'm sure it was in the back of their mind, like, damn, I, I mean, a bunch of meals just left. That is really suspicious, and also awesome on the creep factor. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. That's a yeah, that's, it's a, that's great- a high that's a high creep factor number right there. <clears throat> it's cool to like have. It's it's a essentially a bright sunny day as they walk into this camp and to still get some sort of like creepy element to it. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, if I can just say it now before we even get into the, we've already kind of gotten into the logistics, but it, it's hard to convince someone of casual viewer or somebody that's really racking their mind that like you are as isolated in these woods where these loggers are, as you are, for example, in the 
Arctic. Sure. Or Ant- where the fuck is ice? Is it Antarctic? Sure. I don't remember. But, <clears throat> you know, like, it's very easy in ice. No, it's Arctic. It's north of Alaska. Right. So it's very easy to say, like, okay, you're, you're like, up in the Arctic Circle. Like, you got there by a fucking plane. Like, th- there's no way out. That's really easy. I think it's a challenge from a writing perspective to be like, all right, you're in, you're in the U.S., you're in Washington State, but we want you to feel so fucking isolated. And they they try to do it with this four hour drive and like them not being able to get out in the same time. And if you're gonna criticize the issue, the episode and, and find an issue to criticize it with, it, it could be that maybe they just don't do as good of a job or it's hard to do as good of a job of setting up that, that feeling of isolation. But I might be, I might be being nitpicky because some of the shots and the feel of it, like you do really feel like you're fucking out in the middle of nowhere. I think I do too. I think part of the issue when, I mean, if we want to say compare it to ice, right? Part of the issue is the fact that you are confined to being indoors and your world seems much smaller and more isolated, I think. Whereas in this, you kind of come out of the cabin, you roam, you see the trees around you. I think, I think it feels... I think isolation is sometimes synonymous in people's minds. I'm not saying it's true, but perhaps it's synonymous in people's minds with claustrophobia. Whereas in this case, it's not claustrophobia, but it is in fact isolation, unlike ice, which is like you're stuck indoors because the elements are so bad, right? Yeah, all right. Could be. Sure. I'm, I'm really speculating here. Yeah, but... Um, this cabin, yeah, by the way, camp- this whole piece of real estate, it looks like for sure a hockey-masked maniac is going to kill that <laughs> Just cruising around that camp, man, that cabin feeling. Yeah. And I was just waiting. This fucking... Mustache eyes, what's going on? And then he gets his head cut off. Did you ever go to summer camp? Yep. You did? I did. Nice. A couple times. Me too. Yep. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm sure your summer camp, every summer camp has its own like great horror stories. Yeah. Yeah. We, I don't think there's a summer camp out there that doesn't have its own like cool horror story. I hope not at least. Ours was terrible. It was a guy with a hook for a hand <laughs> in the woods. That's what it was. That was Massasoit in Massachusetts. That's what it was when I went anyway. It was a guy with a hook in the woods. Probably just one of the counselors trying to fuck kids, but who knows? (laughs) (laughs) I don't really remember. Boy's camp? No, no, it was both. Oh, really? Yeah, I did a a boy's camp when I was young in this, in upstate New York. Like, it was only like two weeks. And it was uh, something my aunt was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And my aunt and my mom have always been close. And I get up there and it's like some fucking... Christian shit, and I just wasn't prepared for that. I was like, "Oh, we're praying now." <laughs> it was cool, but it was a cool. It was a really cool. I loved it. I was sad to leave it because the people were just. It was a lot of fun. It was. It was cool. And because Jesus left you once you left, that? he basically did. Yeah, Jesus left me when that counselor shut the door and told me not to say anything. No, that didn't happen. And I don't mean to make a joke about it. I'm sorry. Moving on. Trigger warnings. Bing, 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 bing. One star. Um, you know what I do find like shocking and and disturbing? What? Even though you know it, it's just kind of reality doing business, and if you think about it from a like a big perspective, wood is technically a renewable resource. Like lumber, trees are a renewable resource. Mm-hmm. 
but there's something about this the shot Oof. when they have of like this massive clear cut area in this like nestled in this rolling valley with like still like beautiful fucking woods like all in like rolling hills in the background and just like just this it feels barren. gross doesn't it it feels so fucking gross man yeah it does it does they do a really good job with that as you're like walking through and i guess they cuz that tree guess, stump is like dude that's been there for how long the size of that thing and i am so into that whole thing yeah the 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 age of these things yeah we haven't even got there yet because first they find the cocoon yeah man yep giant fucking cocoon that is some shelob shit that's some Lord of the Rings beefy kind of shit. Yeah. Giant spider in these woods is what I'm thinking. Yeah, you got you got yourself an eight foot cocoon up in the woods, and you see human fingers poking out of it. Oof. Yeah, this is the moment where I thought Scully, her face looked a little different. Yeah, didn't bring a radio, huh? Didn't bring anything. How come she? That's a shit job, by the way. She has to be the one to cut that thing loose. What if a bunch of shit flies out of there? God damn, well, she, dude. She's the cut into stuff kind of person. She is the cut into stuff kind of person, but her face, dude, is literally three inches away from him. <laughs> I'd be throwing rocks at that shit, man, <laughs> from a safe distance, dude. <laughs> like, like throw a rock, and when it hits, you kind of like and get like ready to take, run. Yeah, like you run three steps back, just like almost. It, by, by, dude, you know what it's uh, like. You no, know, what you do is you all right. I'm gonna throw rocks at that. There's a body of water there, and I'm certain. In a few in a few strides, I can get there and submerge myself if necessary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but nope, nothing but a super desiccated human being. This is uh, this is a cause for alarm. And one of my favorite sound design moments in the episode: oh. the sound when they cut into that fucking cocoon mm-hmm. thing, like that. It's like a crunchy, crunchy kind of, but twangy like there's resistance to yeah. it oh dude it's should, it's should we should we play it for the listener if you have it yeah man, here please. we go it's so gross sounding <laughs> Ugh, them ripping it open oh god oh god run <laughs> That's god. the part where you go, oh god, run. Oh god. It's desiccated. Thanks, Professor. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh, I can really tell gross. by his Crypt Keeper like face. It's so gross, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that's a no bueno. That's a no bueno. Yeah. Did they also just manufacture that get up to get her up there? Nah, whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah, they're up police, sure. Sure. Um, meanwhile, they're up here. Humphreys is back at camp. He's working on the generator. He hears a noise, grabs a shotgun, and... Uh, Can't wait to cornhole go- himself a fucking hippie. He's got a... Got a what do we call them? Gear monkeys? Monkey. Monkey wrenchers? Monkey. Monkey wrenchers. Yeah. Got himself a monkey wrencher. One Doug Spinney. He'd look good on the wall. His head, maybe. The, the confrontation here, you know... All right, it's like you know one extreme to the other, mm-hmm. but dude, when Mulder walks in, the the level of innocence in his voice when he says, <laughs> "What are you doing?" Because when he has the shotgun on the guy, you're a federal agent, bro. He's like, "What are you 
doing? You're being so naughty. What are you doing? Humphreys. <laughs> yeah. Probably should spend a probably should spend a couple seasons logging Mulder. Might help you out. Yeah, maybe. I'd say, well, anyway, this guy's certain spinning's to blame for everything. Disappearance of his men, the whole nine yards. Um, Mulder asks Spinney about the darkness. That's when they come. I don't know what it is. They come from the sky, take a man off his feet, and devour him alive. Hey, wow. Spinney's hungry. Sounds, sounds pretty crazy. Unless you just saw a human being cocooned in a tree 12 feet up. Mm-hmm. Now, and then maybe not so really. Correct. Now I'm going to ask the question because you brought it up earlier and now it has me thinking. He hasn't eaten for three days. So was he not there when they hit them originally and then pick at their food or? So what he says, <clears throat> surely, is that they, they lost the guy. They, their vehicle battery's dead. Oh, spinning. And- right, yeah. And, and essentially, one of them, I don't know if they drew straws or volunteers or it whatever, was straws, but one of, them, yep. one of them was going to hike out to the loggers' camp mm-hmm. to steal a battery. Mulder and, asks and, the logical question, why not just hike out? And he goes, well, because we don't want to be out there in the night. Right. That That's the whole thing in this episode is that you can't, you cannot get from... If you leave at dawn, at dusk, you're not going to be at any other kind of... Correct. You know, civilized place. Got it. Yep. And that's the the whole principle from the beginning of the episode, which you just have to, like, accept. Right. Because you, you can fucking, like, talk about it, and Danny Fallis had, like, some, like, thoughts, and, like, yeah, it got in the back of my mind, too. Like, you can lay it out in your mind, like, how many fucking square miles are we talking about, whatever. You have to fucking take it. You just have to take it as, like, you know suspension of disbelief or or not like i mean maybe that is realistic like they talk about how all these lower forests are protected like that's what douche fucking that's why they're so far out right they have to like get way out there um regardless the the fact of the matter is that you cannot get there on foot in the same fucking day right right you're not gonna you're gonna have to contend with the darkness yep that's not that's not outrageous is it no i mean i don't think so like I mean, there's still places in the country, and I don't know much about Washington, but I know there's a lot of fucking woods out there mm. where, like, you, yeah, you can't, like, I mean, uh, there's probably, like, a, maybe there's a, a ranger cabin, or maybe there's, sure, like, a sure. logging camp or something, but, like, there's no fucking town or village, certainly, within, like, a day's walk. Like, there's plenty of those places still out there. I'll tell you what the biggest question mark to me was in terms of... uh believability not not the generator not the walks but just having battery operated light sources on standby like just like like battery powered <laughs> lamps that would keep the the monsters away should you yeah. lose power and your in your generator fail or something like this but like flashlights for example flashlights yeah yeah absolutely for sure flashlights or, <laughs> or even um like battery powered lamps fire dude the first time ever, I've seen this episode probably, I don't know, maybe 15 times, something like that. For the first time ever in this last watch, I was like, wait. Giant bonfire? <laughs> wait. <laughs> There's another method of, of creating light, which is even more ancient. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty sure you have the fuel source very close by. Uh, the giant yeah. amount of wood? 
Yeah. Burn this motherfucker. Like, let's make the craziest bonfire ever. Mm-hmm. Also, probably attract attention if you do it big enough. I'm, I doubt those little buggies like smoke, too. Yeah, probably don't like smoke. Yeah. You know, mosquitoes don't. Yeah. Yeah. That is That was probably the hardest... Um, and I don't know why, dude. I'd never thought about it before. Hmm. And this this watch, I was like, wait, wait, a fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I invented the idea in my head. I was watching the episode, and I was like, wait, you could have a fire. You <sighs> uh, burn shit. They got barrels and everything out there. They got the 50, they can, do, they can make the goddamn, right? Opposite of the ground. There you go. Well, anyway, that's not what they do. No. Mm. Smitty explains um, about the more than one day. We talked about that, and that's... When he says, well, not after what happened to Teague, of course, the man of our life. Humphreys is pissed. He doesn't like any shit. Um, Spinney and Humphreys argue about protected trees, old growth trees taken on by loggers. Moore's intrigued at all this, and he's impartial, which is in my notes, which is what we've been talking about leading up to Moore here. Yeah. Yeah, like him here. He's he, he's sort of, uh, you know, questioning Humphreys, but he's also... He's also looking at Spinney as mm. a as a criminal. For sure, he fucking is. Yes, right, absolutely. <clears throat> and uh, you're gonna take this words, man. His word over mine. Harumph. That's why his name's Humphreys. Harumph. <laughs> the harumph. The harumph, dude. Dude. There's there's no indignation like old white man indignation. Right. It's the best. Like harumph. Like, can you picture? Anyone but an old white man making a harumph? Old white ladies. Try it. Go to a public uh, pool sometime har- and contend with the oldies. It's a battle of will. You think a woman, an old white woman, makes a harumph? Not a harumph, but it's the same idea. No. Yeah, it's different, though. It's like a... It's like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's that cunty kind of noise. <laughs> yeah. That life of, like, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's both of them. <laughs> Fucking Bill Burr. Reprehensible. <laughs> and uh, Humphreys is so uh, harumphy that he's going to go outside and challenge the fucking the gods of sky and earth. Yeah. With his shotgun. Mm-hmm. Challenge those bugs. Yeah. Um, I do like the little shot of the bugs here. Oh, like, yeah. As the camera like pulls away on the backside of the tree. That's nice. I'll tell you, you you could you can make jokes about bugs as antagonists, <laughs> but their bugs are that's brutal, man. Swarming creatures is frightening to me. Yeah, you make jokes about bugs, dude. Like, make somebody walk under a fucking hornet's nest. Yeah, like people don't know they won't. The swarming nature. The the in the complete and utter lack of anything other than a robotic response to your presence is just so creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how much like we are. I mean, essentially programmed to be afraid of bugs. Yeah, you know, like epigenetics, man. Yeah, bugs are fucking. Bugs are gross, man. Like even people that are like, "Oh, I'm okay with bugs." Like I, I can say that. Like I think I'm okay with bugs. I've done my fair share of camping, both like voluntary and involuntary. Sure. And a lot of it sucked. And like, did you get bugs up in your shit, sucks. dude? And it it sucks. It sucks. Like it's gross. It's fucking not fun. Like, I mean fucking ticks I've had, suck balls. Uh, 
ticks like cocksuckers. Ticks, mites, fucking um, God, what are those little fuckers leeches suck too? Yeah, literally. Is that a pun? What you're doing there? Being clever. Mm. (laughs) How's that working out for you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I had one. I had two in between my toes once. Oof, leeches, pond leeches. Yeah. Ever ever had one under the scrotum? No, never had one on. Never pulled a Gordy Lachance from Stand no, By no, Me. <laughs> no Stand By Me moment. No, he pulled a leash off his balls, Chris. No, yeah, that's that's no good. No, but anyway, he harumps and yells into the night, damning the gods that he thinks he's contained with his manly ways, but he hasn't. Yeah, and and then they just go to bed. I guess there's like kind of like a cut to the next day with no more. Input. Like, okay. <laughs> yep. Next day. Yep. Next day. Back of the cutting site. And this is where we get into that 500 year old tree. And this is shit that fucking fascinates me. Yeah, dude. It's so bananas we, uh, to think about. I think I went on a tangent with our, um, when I was with on with you and Matt in the uh, Star Trek 4 bonus episode. And I fucking went off on a tangent about Greenland sharks. Sure. And their age. L- living things that. Are, have been around for like five, six, seven hundred years as they literally talk about these trees. That shit fascinates the fuck out of me because I love history so much and just the idea of like a living thing, like that fucking tree sitting there growing in that spot while like Shakespeare wrote his fucking mm-hmm. sonnets. Yep. And like you know, and like the Battle of fucking Vienna took place, and Napoleon came and went, and like all the shit, and that fucking tree just sat there and grew and grew and grew. Man, that is it's awesome. It's awesome. Yep. And you know what it makes me want to do is throw some caltrops on a trail and shoot some twenty twos into some windshields. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Uh, you don't have to shave your legs, baby. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I do dig it. And um, But it's kind of cool here where like now more is like, yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck, Humphreys? Like these are tagged in yellow or tagged in orange or whatever. Harumph. Um, harumph, harumph. They paint those trees. Hey, dickhead, look at the size of the tree. Yeah. Come on, Steve. This tree's 500 year old, years old if it's a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where we get that little green ring. We get a core mm. sample. And this is this is the science of this episode. Before that, Humphreys has had enough of this hippy-dippy bullshit. He's out of there. Oh, yeah. I'm out I'm of here. Out to, I'm going to hang out of the truck, get some answers. He's going to go to Morse truck, which they had to abandon on account of Caltrops. And uh, he's going to radio in some people who are actually going to do something. Because he's got sure. families that want answers. I get it. 30 people are missing. I get it. He's such a dickhead, though. Oh, he sucks, dude. Well, Moore sees these tiny bugs living inside the growth ring sample, and they talk about it. He says, that doesn't make sense, because parasites always attack the living parts of a tree. Moore thinks that they could be a a mite of sort, but says that they wouldn't be so deep in the tree. Ah, mysteries, mysteries. Mulder asks if maybe they've been living in the tree for hundreds of years. Moore says, no. The inside rings are dead wood. Ah, Scully says, but they appear to be hatching on the porous wood. What? And that's when Spinney mm. says, can they build a cocoon? He also tells us that after the tree was cut down is when Teague died. It's when the loggers disappeared too. Maybe they woke up hungry. Oof. Yeah. Great. That's great. great. Man-eating bugs? Great. Check, please. 
Cut to Humphreys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Get into the truck. Well played, X-Files. Um, man, they, uh, they are heavy-handed in these early seasons, of, or specifically season one, I think, of these douchey fucking <laughs> side characters. Yeah, such a douche where you just like, when they finally die, I guess they just want you to be like, yay! <laughs> Yay, bugs. Yay, tombs. Yay, like, whatever is killing this fucking thing that I've grown to hate. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, and it's it's awesome, man. When, when he dies in that truck <laughs> and his dumb little face and that stupid mustache is pressed up against a glass. Game over. Ah, it feels good. He's a shit driver, by the way, for a manly man. Yeah, guns it with fucking two-wheel gear. Dumb, and, dumb. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, that swarm attack is outstanding. You're fucked, mm. man. What, are you going to kill one? Are you going to punch them or shoot them? Yeah, but you know what? I mean, come on. You're, you're not going to, like, with your life on the line, you're not going to get out of the truck. And run? Of course. Uh, but he, like, there's like a rock stuck on the driver's seat. Like, you're come not going to get out the passenger seat. You're not going to smash a window. You're not going to, like, do anything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all worth it to see his dumb face later cocooned against the... I'm imagining what's favorite. happened to him in these moments as he screams and panics and gasps. Do you do you think he's like actually more upset about being wrong than he is about being dead? Yeah. I think so too. I think so too. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably true. Right up until he knows he's dead, maybe. Yeah. Oof. Bad news bears. But yeah. This is what that's all about. He's he gone. is face off. I don't know what they're doing, but he hates it, and that's happiness for me. <laughs> yep. Uh, cool. Back in the cabin. Uh, cool cut right to the generator, the just cabin. humming nicely. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Lights are on, baby. Moore says that Humphreys should be back by now. Well, mm. Scully notes that the bugs aren't moving anymore. Spinney says it's because of the light, which Scully thinks is weird, because typically bugs are attracted to light. Q Mulder having all the answers. Right. Scully does have some interesting thoughts, though, which I thought was cool. Two million per person. Bugs, yeah, two hundred million. Been around before the dinosaurs, vital to the ecosystem. And Mulder's like, "No, it's a it's a volcanic eruption, Scully. It's a volcanic <laughs> eruption." He brings up Mount St. Helens after its eruption. I guess there's irradiated earth released or unleashed. I think he says strange things started to grow. There's a lake with an amoeba that could suck a person's brains out. Hey, where's that episode? Because I I'd watch that Spirit Lake. Yeah, really. Sounds pretty good. Sounds gnarly as fuck is what it sounds. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, basically the idea here is that these creatures, whatever they were, were uh, awakened from perhaps an old volcanic eruption. And whether or not they were brought into the atmosphere or brought up closer to the earth and they got absorbed up into this plant and then went dormant. And now like the cutting down of this tree has un- unleashed these things, mm. these, these once extinct, basically ancient fucking insects are now uh, roaming free in, in modern day. Yeah, for sure. Oh, how ironic. The tree they cut down. Oh. Oh, oh. Coming home to roost. Yeah. Coming home to roost. Poetic justice, as they say. Yeah. Uh, next morning. Next morning. We have uh, Spinny had ideas of sneaking away with a vehicle before Mulder caught him at gunpoint. 
Sprinty says, look, my friends are going to die if I don't go back to them. They only have enough gas to keep their generator running 15, 20 hours max. Spinny admits to sneaking around because he doesn't think more would go for it. He has no reason to, says Mulder. Neither do I. Spinny says that they have a Jeep that only needs a battery. I can save us all. We can drive out tomorrow. Trust me, Mulder. And he does. Yeah. Without consulting anyone. <laughs> Boy. Because he's Mulder. Boy, this is a, I mean, this is a real stretch. Is it a, it's a stretch? Is it a stretch even for Mulder? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, hmm, let me think about it. Like, think about it. Yeah. Did you buy it? Did it, did it, did it throw you off? No, it didn't, to be perfectly watching. frank. All right. Now that I'm thinking well, about it, I didn't think about it at the time. Like, when I first watched you, it, it didn't occur to me that it could have been a stretch because Mulder's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple of people that brought that up in the Facebook comments. Like, come on, even for Mulder, this is a fucking this is this is a little bit out there. But you know, honestly, for me, like, I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it, man. Like he 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 shoots from the hips so fucking often, right? And, and God knows, God knows, he does not consult Scully. I think for fucking decisions right. that he should. Right. So this is a big one. Yeah. This is a big decision now. I think Danny Fouch in the chat has a pretty fair point. So let's all go together and leave sooner. Right? <laughs> why, the, why, the, why the shenanigans? To see, maybe it's possible that Spinney believes that Moore will put a kibosh on it and then he, he, he'll never get out. I, I could see Spinney coming to that conclusion. Going like, this officer of the law isn't going to trust me. I know why. I understand why. If we alert him to this plan and we all go, he's not going to be on board. He's not going to want to go. He's going to want to stay. Right? Yeah. That's the only and, and then, real answer I have in that for that. Because it makes yeah. logical sense to all go together. And he probably feels the same way about Mulder and Scully. Like, maybe, you know, as we see him try his fucking try to sell Mulder on it. Mm. Like maybe he has a feel for this Mulder guy, sure. but he's, he's an eco terrorist in this fucking cabin with two FBI agents and a federal far forest agent mm-hmm. or officer or whatever they are. Right. So like, yeah, like it makes sense to me why he would be like, see you later. I'm just going to fucking go. Right. And then I'll ask for forgiveness and not permission. Right. hundred percent. So uh, Mulder uh, has the radio back up. He's attempting to send an SOS message. Um, he's radioing their position. I guess the receiver is an issue, so he doesn't know if they're hearing him because there's no actual communication. He's just hoping they hear him. And Morris shuts down the generator, and uh, this prompts a discussion between Moore and Mulder regarding Spinney. And he's like, oh, he, he took the gas, Dad. Where's your brother? <laughs> well, um, no, no, no. Um, Where's your fucking brother? Um, well, oh, boy. The, the way Moore says, like, <laughs> what do you mean when Spinny left? Yeah, that's so good. Like, are you what the fuck an are idiot? You talking about? Yeah. And uh, I do like, I mean, regardless of how you feel about that actual part of it, the repercussions are good. They are. In the episode. Like, yep. it, it sets up great dramatic conflict, and that's what you want. So, like... You know, like, hey, if you feel it's kind of borderline, you know, if it's not yeah. too far out there for you, then the juice is worth the squeeze because, like, the the interaction with 
Scully and Mulder, like inside after this, is awesome. Or Mulder no, so is good. like, it, it's good with him and Becky because Becky's like, did you ever consider that a man who gave you his word, <laughs> who has made an art out of sabotage and defying authority, <laughs> is and shot through my window, is perhaps not telling you the truth? Yeah, and Mulder's <laughs> like, uh, and then and then with Scully in particular, <sighs> this is good too, it, dude. And Mulder is like, he's defensive, but like in a realistic way, yes. where like he's. He's at the point now where, like, he's upset at himself. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you feel. Like, all right, he's literally kind of reg- regretting that decision. Right. And in a way that he's now increasingly feeling responsible for Scully, like, he's feeling the responsibility of getting them into this fucking mess where they might die. Mm-hmm. They might fucking die out here. And, and I think, and this is a credit to Jillian Anderson, I think there's subtle fear creeping through her rhetoric here, which I like, right? The yeah. fear of yep. truly not getting out of this. I like it. We might die up here. If we're lucky, they'll find our bodies spun up in a tree or they might not find us at all. I mean, it's a grim outlook, but she says it. She's not wrong. Yeah. Anyway. And then and then Mulder, as only Mulder can do, kind of like turns the tables and is like, well, we'll stop placing blame and like, let's get to work. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, yeah. Can we place a little bit more blame? Because you're really, can we, you really fuck Give us. me a beat here of blame. <laughs> can you handle it? Like, <laughs> let, let me and fucking our boy Moore over here, just 30 seconds, we're going to point our finger at you and just, and, and shake our heads. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then we'll start buttoning up the cabin after that. Fucking crazy. So here's what you don't do well, is airtight a fucking cabin in the woods. Like the shit that it's just not built like that, right? Like it, it's it's outrageous to even think that it's gonna work, and it and it doesn't work, and that's what I like. You know, like these are not you're not dealing with a modern office building or even a modern home. Like, yeah, this is a a fucking cabin in the woods, and they can do everything they want to, but like the bugs are getting in mm-hmm. because because they're fucking these, bugs. They're just bugs, and these are not structures that are built to like truly, completely fucking shut everything out. They're just shelter. Mm-hmm. Like they're, yeah, keep some heat and warmth in here, and like whatever. Um, so they do their best. Um, I like, I like some of the tension here, like talking about the last light bulb. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. careful! The yeah, light they, bulb they and- show the light bulb often. They show a lot of shots of the light bulb. Uh, and I just want to say, from a writing perspective, I happen to love this part of the episode. Because there's something really awesome about the idea of the simple, the most simple things we take for granted, which is the idea that a simple light bulb, which we may just casually throw in the garbage or, or casually not even consider, that it would be literally a source of life for you. And that's not even yeah. an overstatement. Ah, that's so cool. That's one of the cool things about the episode, just this idea like that fucking thing could be the thing that saves your life. I mean, and it's just so outrageous of a premise like you could you could take a pen and be like this pen could save my life and immediately go i can see how it could i might have to stab it into an attacker's neck or eyeball right i might have to jimmy something open with it i can i get it it's a tool i grab it you know my my fucking chimp brain gets a pen but like a light bulb wow and that's just such an abstract and cool concept outside of yes it gives light but it's just cool to think that light bulb is your life dude Especially when it's just like hanging on a bare chain Dude. from the ceiling, Fuck, you know. Man. It's like it's just there, you know. For it's sure like don't break so. It. 
So for sure don't spaz out <laughs> yeah. and swing your Jesus hands at Kelly. it later on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it it's is cool, awesome. Um, and the, the generator shit, like the, the sound of it and the look of it, yeah. and the feel of it when they, they show it. And then when they, when you just hear in the background and when it kind of like, it skips a beat and like generators just kind of do that sometimes, mm-hmm. but then more and more as they get low on fuel yep. and it just sounds yeah, it goes, so fucking, it does that hitch. Yep. And the lights are just rough. Yeah. Like, kind of dim. Like, and you're like, oh, the God. voltage isn't staying consistent and shit. That's awesome. Though. Yeah. Oh God. It's, it might as well be a fucking iron lung, that noise, right? <laughs> like you <laughs> yes. hope it doesn't shut off, dude. <laughs> and, and so this is them like trying to see their way through the night. And I like that. It's not just, it, it's not just like trying to get through this night because there is really no hope of what tomorrow brings unless you choose to believe in spinning. Right. And and there are conversations here about that. Like mm-hmm. the tension is high for a couple reasons. Number one, like if shit goes dark tonight, Death. we're going to get probably killed. And eaten. Like they, they've come to believe mm-hmm. it. Like all three of them have, have come to a point where they believe like n- darkness will bring death. And then secondly, like if, if it doesn't, if we somehow get through to tomorrow, what fucking then? Like that mm-hmm. conversation between Scully and Mulder is great. Cause you know, Mulder's trying to comfort Scully, but he, I mean, he doesn't really have the answers. He, he says like, I mean, he says something about, I believe in skip and spinning. And, and what if he doesn't show up? Like we'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. But like, the really there is no it's not like a hey the the cavalry arrives at fucking zero six tomorrow so let's just get through it and then we'll be okay it's like no like life or death tonight and then if we get through it mm, probably still fucked it's funny man you're, you're bringing up a concept that is so fascinating to me <laughs> i'm gonna equate it to the fucking you know shit i can equate it to which is once upon a time in the ultimate fighting championship josh they had no time limits and there was a lot of philosophical, believe it or not, discussion around this concept. And there was this, uh, this jujitsu artist, and I don't remember his name. And he said, if I throw you into the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and I tell you I will return for you in four hours, he says your chances of survival are so high because of your will. If he throws you in the middle of the Atlantic and he leaves, you're going to die quicker. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the idea, yep. and, and that's what you're describing. There is no... There, I think when you said what, what made me think of it was when you said the cavalry will be there at six. Oh no, 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 no! It's like no. it's like with the old UFC. Like okay, you're in there a without weight class and b there are no. It goes until it is over. I mean, you're 18 minutes in. There's been no breaks. That's a mind fuck. You know what I mean? It's not like I I got a minute left, so I'm just gonna pour it on. You know what I mean? So that's yep. cool. It's that's a real interesting idea in terms of many different things in life, not there, just this monkey shit, but in general. Human beings can endure a lot, but they can endure a lot more if they light at if the end there of the is tunnel. a yes. Yep. Dude, it is I mean that that's why that's why people give false hope to others. Sure. Of course. Right? Like when you're you see it all the time in horror movies mm. or war <laughs> movies. War dude, war movies especially, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fucking guy that's badly wounded and like Oof. fucking medic, medics are on the way. We're getting you out of here. Getting a, we're that's getting the medevac. Here or, it comes and it's not coming. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or like, hey, we just got to hold the line for, for four more hours. Like, dude, that trope's been done in like fucking movies mm-hmm. 
you know, and sto- and not just movies, stories, plays. You know, it's a, whatever, you know it's a good um, you know it's a good take on that too. In Band of Brothers, I think it was Malarkey. That's literally his name. He would yes. he would intentionally. I read this actually in the in the book Band of Brothers um, when they would interview him. They're talking about his how he would intentionally put himself in grave danger to recover souvenirs. And the idea yep. was that the souvenir was a psychological placeholder for a possible future when he was no longer there. Yep. <laughs> yep. He ran, he ran through machine gun fire to get a Luger. To kn- because he knew someday that's going to be on my bed stand. That's, that yep. was the hope. All you have to do is give people the, the thought that there is like, if you do this and get to this point, you will get out. And brief fucking history nerd example, Revolutionary War... Like, Americans didn't have a lot of, like, professional soldiers. They used the militia. Militia fucking sucked. Of course. They could not stand up against the Redcoats. And the best battle they were ever used in was called Cowpens, Battle of Cowpens. Yeah. And the general, Daniel Morgan, the, 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 the militia had never stood against the Redcoats. And he said, you are going to stand and deliver two volleys as the Redcoats advance on you. And as soon as the second volley, you're going to fall back. And on the other side of that hill... The Continental Army is forming up, and you're going to fall behind them. So, and they did it for the first time ever in the Revolutionary War. The fucking these ragtag militias stood against the best army in the world. They delivered their two volleys and delivered a bunch of casualties, and they fucking fell back. And they did fall behind the fucking Continental Army lines, and they had cut down the Brits enough that then fucking whatever. But it's all about like that was um that the, was the that was the battle depicted in Patriot, yeah. I think even so. though that's a I bunch only of, saw that movie even once. Even though it's a bunch but... of nonsense, that movie. <laughs> the most yeah. evil British people of all time. Burn the church, <laughs> but burn them within it. But, but yeah, I get we're, the point. we're way off on tangents, but dude, it's very interesting. The fact that like that that human drive to survive is very strong, but it's so much stronger if if there is a tangible like escape avenue. Yep, for sure. Good stuff. Yeah. So um that brings us to bum bum bum. Mulder tries to button up the place. More sapling shots of the light bulb. Later that night, Scully says she can see the bug. She shows Moore and Mulder. They're coming through the wall down where it is dark. Scully says they're on her. She panics. Mulder says that they're everywhere. They're on everyone already. The light apparently keeps them from swarming, I guess. We will be safe as long yeah. as we stay in the light. That greasy residue, like the whole episode, we've seen him like swiping his finger mm-hmm. in this like brown greasy residue on his finger yep Boy. but yeah they're they're all over him already yeah and uh then they have this little kind of like almost hopeless kind of chat where oxidizing talks, enzymes yep yeah. oxidizing enzymes like fireflies and 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 this is where they talk about like you know boulders trying to comfort yeah, her we're fucked and you know and he's like no we got this i, I gonna come back <laughs> Spinny's going to come back. Jenner dies, but the sun is up. So they decide to take a spare tire down to Moore's truck, which they had previously abandoned. Once they uh, find Humphreys. Well, once there, they find Humphreys in a cocoon. Looks awesome. Oh, it's so good. Awesome. And there's a truck coming. Oh, wait. It's a Jeep. Spinny, Yay! baby. Yay, Mulder was right. Hey. What a great ego terrorist. <laughs> Did you say eco-terrorist or ego-terrorist? Because that's what Mulder is. <laughs> oh. Boom, 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 boom. Spinny's alone. Hey, way to not mock your booby traps, by the way, dude. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Flat tire yeah, again. They... No, womp, womp, womp. Fuck me. 
Anyway, his friends didn't make it. They all pile in, hit the thing like you said. Ah, well, the irony, Josh, right? Think about it. Mm-hmm. Humphreys and his men cut down a tree and get killed by the thing, and they set the trap, and maybe they're going to get killed by the thing, but no, they don't. Yeah, you know what's funny, too? Like, even the, until the last, uh, like, my most recent watching of this twice, like, to watch and then to take notes, I thought Spinney survived. Me, too. But I, I don't think he does, because we don't see him here in our last scene, because uh, he... He goes outside to check on the truck. Like, Moore makes the whole comment about, like, God, the irony. Like, talk about cutting your... What does he say? Like, cutting yourself in the foot. What's that fucking Shooting yourself in the foot. Shooting yourself in the foot? Yeah. (laughs) Cutting your own foot is hard, dude. Unless you are an idiot. (laughs) Talking about cutting your own rectum open. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about shooting yourself in the back. Wait, what? I don't think you get what this is about here. (laughs) But he gets swarmed outside, and then he just, like, runs off into the darkness. What? And then they come through, and there is, like, this was another thing that I was like, wait, like, the lights are on the car, and, like, the headlights nope. are on, like, yeah, Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's great, like, from the outside of the vehicle, like, watching them just, like, fucking spaz out as these things swarm in, and, uh, and then such an X-Files moment, right? These white fans Dude, and the, the halo fade to green overhead. Was slick. Fade to green. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Cavalry does arrive, though. It does in the film. With in, in uh, hazmat suits and white vans. Let's talk about the hazmat suits, can we, for a second? Please. Let's. They're not really hazmat suits, but. Nope. They're painting suits. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they're little Tyvek painting suits. And they're wearing. They're not even Budgetary wearing concerns. like. They're not even wearing like latex gloves like you might wear in a shop. They're wearing like those painter's gloves yeah, where like they're terrible. If you if you like I see touch wrists, your other fingernail <laughs> I see wrists. You see, you see a good three inches of wrist. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. We end up in a uh, a government high containment facility. Mm. Mulder uh Mulder's up and about, moving slow. So I just want to say this. Well, I'll save our final thoughts. Yeah, high containment facility in Winthrop, Washington. Mm-hmm. They're all fucked up, man. Scully's not How's quite out doing? of the woods, by the way. That's funny, I guess. <laughs> oh, wah, wah, pom, pom, pom. <laughs> oh, she's lost a lot of fluids. Yep. Man reveals that the government has initiated eradication procedures, controlled burns and pesticides. Yeah, random doctors like yeah, this fucking super guy. <laughs> You're pretty privy. Conspiracy dude. What, what's with your security clearance? Uh, yeah and uh, and that's about it and if they're not that is not an option Mr. Mulder that is it we're gonna we're gonna eradicate the fuck out of nature (laughs) you're gonna fuck it up dude trust me it worked so well before yeah baby I tell ya that's an episode so what do we do first do we do uh, listener comments or uh Final thoughts. I don't remember. Listener comments, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is my first rodeo. Do one fucking commentary episode and I forget how we do the show. I know, dude. I know what you mean. <laughs> dude, me. I know what you mean, man. All right. So, listener comments. We'll do first. All right. You got one ready? You yeah, want me to I go? Do. Aaron Kisney says, one of my favorites. I love the fact that the monster in this episode is just bugs doing what bugs do. 
eating and trying to survive. You can't really fault them for that. If there wasn't a risk of them killing my two favorite characters, I think I'd be rooting for them. Boom. I like that. You know what I like about that comment? I like the fact that it is not, it, it isn't, it's just a happenstance, right? Yeah. They're, they're swarming yep. around what they perceive as a threat and or food. It's awesome. That's it. Yeah. Nothing personal, man. We're just bugs. We're basically robots. That's creepy yeah. to think about. There's there's no there's no like motivation. There's no mm. guile or nope. you know no trickery. Just yeah, nature. There's no ill intent. No. It's just nature. Yeah. Just nature doing fucking nature. Yum thing. yum yum. Eat it up. <laughs> so thank you, Aaron. That's a good comment. I got one from Matt Conrad. Hell yeah. Um Matt recently wrapped up our fucking thirty one days of thirty one monsters. Kid is so crushing again, on that thing. We we mentioned it, but that was fucking very awesome for all of October. He uh, kind of uh, gave a great little write up, an image of a different X Files monster of the week kind of kind of doodad. So uh, if you're not in on that, man, you got to get on the fucking Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash LSG on X Files. Um, but he said this one is so solid. It's X Files at its X Filest, Fileiest, Fileiest. X-Files at its X-Filiest. It checks all the boxes that makes up a classic episode. It's also basically just ice in the forest. But there's nothing wrong with that. It's a formula that works, and it's not the last time they use it. Besides, the setting is great. Love seeing foxy and skulls in the forest. In those Pacific Northwest forests, do not fuck around. Mm-hmm. And lastly, fucking Steve, the logging company guy, can go eat an entire bushel of dicks. Like what a soppy cunt. At this point, I took a break to check on his Facebook profile. That's British. Yeah, not British, but just soppy. He might be a he might be a uh, Deadwood fan. Yeah, maybe, maybe soppy eye. Uh, that was a good one in Deadwood. <clears throat> what a soppy gun! Boy, they always like to make sure that the asshole character was operating at maximum asshole in those in these <laughs> early episodes. Remember Agent Tom Colton from Squeeze? Oh, how could you how forget? Could I forget, dude. Come on. <laughs> I guess they really want to drive it home so you don't feel bad when they meet their brutal demise. I cheer every time I see his dumb, lifeless fucking face pressed up against that truck window. <laughs> For sure. Good and shit. then uh, <laughs> a couple good, uh, couple good other people cheering on his uh, his comment. Right there. on. With some, some good gifts. I got one more I want to fire off. Caramalita sure. Valdez Mikoy. She's in the chat. There are three things I avoid at all costs. Swarms of bugs camping and the woods not even spending a night with Mulder could entice me to make that trip liar <laughs> she goes on to say i've been looking forward to hearing you boys break this one down because i love it so darkness falls is a standout episode for reason for season one and it's one of the memorable episodes that 25 years later i can still vividly remember the first time i watched it hell yeah man bugs they'll get you but hey real quick carmelita yeah you'd go <laughs> yeah, you'd be there. Come on, Come on. you'd go. Special, it's okay. Special. Yeah, wait, oh, what if it's a what's a, what if it's two for one? Well, Jason, Beggy, and DD. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I would hang out with a pack of fucking wolves for that. Hey, <laughs> I'd go. I'd go. Nobody's not that gay. That's right. Right. <laughs> right. Come on. It's fact. Come on. It is a fact. <clears throat> um. Any more? Yeah. That's uh. That's it. That's it. Final thoughts. Getting final thoughts, man, on Darkness Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great one. I mean, we can poke fun. We can 
look for things like we do to kind of make a joke or two here or there. There were a couple things. The fire thing did surprise me. I never fucking <laughs> just mainly because I never thought of it before because I'd watched this episode so many times. Like, like, what's hey, what's fire? What could fire? Um, but yeah, I mean, Matt, I really like that comment that like, yeah, it's kind of ice in the forest, but like, I don't care because it's a great formula and they do it again. Like, I, I love the agents in a in a very claustrophobic trapped environment not a lot of characters not a lot of assets nothing they can kind of play on that is that is a winning formula man and, and it's fun when they do it and there's i love the woods man Me i too. love i love the woods as a person that grew up around the woods and likes to go to walk in the woods i love the woods as like a horror kind of thing it was one of my favorite parts about the movie the witch um about a few different horror movies like I love I love the woods as something I enjoy and something that I enjoy to think about fearing. Indeed, um, and it's and it's cool here and it's a very there's some great cinematography moments and and the fact that it's these weird bugs that don't have you know any kind of clear volition they're just nature doing nature's thing is is cool and it, it's great and it's fun I like it I like it a lot um, I like the idea of the implacable insect right is that a five point word Mr Anderson yeah. There is no they they are relentless, and it's and it's just because that's in their nature to be so, uh, and to exist the way they do. And I like them as antagonists. Bugs are creepy. Um, they're creepy because they are so alien to us. They have nothing familiar to us. They don't have eyeballs or face or expressions or joy. We don't believe they play. They don't resemble other animals like mammals that we can wrap our head around a little bit. And that makes them very terrifying just on that level alone, um, but also fascinating. And that's why I just dig it. And then to make them prehistoric or whatever they are, volcanic, uh, you know, uh, uh, fucking, <laughs> what am I trying to say? Radiation, Mount St. Helens bugs, whatever they are. They're just yeah. cool. They're awesome. And I like that a lot. Um, it, it is a cool episode. I like it. It's fun. I like the idea of the forest as well. It is. Uh, it is fascinating and terrifying and wonderful all at the same time and um as i think about this um uh, Mulder and Scully don't really do anything <laughs> they do nothing they do anything i just want to <laughs> make that they, clear they, zero things they do it's they funny survive well they kind of figure out what it is I, I guess they they discover and they survive but they kind of survive because of other people i guess yeah. to be honest my point is if they're not in the episode this is okay, everything. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe don't, Humphreys don't. blows blows Spinny away in the cabin, and then Moore just dies. Yeah, along I think there. so. <laughs> Moore's like so they save Moore's life, kind of. Yeah, may, actually, no, that's right. He probably wouldn't blow him away with Moore there. So yeah, maybe they maybe they didn't need to be on this one. They could have sat on. They could have. They could have stayed in the bullpen. I think. Hey, nice little trip <laughs> to the forest. But it's cool, and, man. And I could, dig it. I, I didn't say it, but I on our scale, I love me it. too. I, I didn't mean to say I like it. I, I love it. Yeah. That's an episode. Yeah. Love 100%. Um, hey, dude, real quick, don't remember. Did we do tombs? I don't remember. <laughs> we already recorded Professionals <laughs> did one. Dude, we did one commentary, and we're, we're totally retarded now. I don't know. Completely lost what everything. By the way, um, I'll tell you right now. Let, let, me, let me pull. Let me let me let me pull. Up. You talk. Let me pull up the archive. You, all right. While you're looking, we did do tombs. Um, 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're going to hear Tombs next, previously recorded. We'll be back at it with... Born Again. It? Born Again? Yep. Born Again, yeah. We only got, what, three three episodes left? 24 is the last Pretty one? Pretty cool, huh? Er- Erlemeyer Flask. So we got this, Roland, and Erlemeyer Flask, I believe. Yep. So that'll wrap up season one. Um, I got a fun little idea for a uh, season one wrap-up listener quiz. Nice. Yeah. So I'm working on that. Um, and uh, in the meantime, we did do that commentary and put a poll up there, and I was personally shocked. Yeah. I was... I had fun doing the commentary, and I was hoping, I was hoping that more people would say, like, yeah, I like it, do one, than said, like, no, I hate it. And I was fucking shocked, because I put up, like, a couple other extreme options, and, like, we got, like, 90% of votes for, like, no, it was great, like, do more than one. Yeah, for sure. So, I I think we're going to try that out. Like, we'll do, I guess we'll do at least two for, for season two. Um and we'll try it out. We'll probably do the same thing where once we get to season two, we'll put up a put up a poll, see which one, um, see which episodes people want to do. There were some comment, um, uh, some comments and questions about the format we do it, whether whether we put the audio uh, right, in right, or right. we set it up to do it live. Yep. Um, and that's kind of on a technical thing for us. To we can. Why don't we pull? We can pull to, that because we're capable of doing either or. Yeah. Okay. So one quick question for that. you: If we do it. Where you can do it live, so we don't have the audio in it. Can you put the audio in in post? Not really. You, it is. Let me think about it. Yeah, I guess it's possible. I think it's we'll f- possible. We'll figure it out, but yeah. it probably wouldn't do what it usually does, where like the audio cuts down when we're talking and shit. Syncing that might be uh, a verifiable nightmare. But I, I will, yeah. I will do some research on that for sure to see if we can get the best we'll of both it out. worlds. And we'll pull it up. We'll pull it up. And uh, we got three more coming at you. Like I said, uh, you're going to hear our previously recorded tombs. And then, um, but regardless, so you're going to get one next week of that. And then two weeks later, we'll be back with you with um, Born Again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll drop, when this one drops on Sunday, shortly thereafter, tombs will follow. Probably on the Monday or maybe even just a few hours after that one. So they stay in order in your feed. Um, and here's a pretty interesting thing as I look at the X-Files archive that I have on my computer here. Um, we did one, two, three, four, five. Let me try that again. One, two, three, four, five. Yep. Five season two episodes. That's the most we did. Season two. Pretty cool, huh? Of, of, really? Yeah, we did The Host, Dwayne Barry, Ascension, Irresistible, Dehan Verlitz. Nice. Yep. Awesome. All right. Look at look at that. We'll be fucking we'll be flying right through the ship. Champions. All right. Yeah, I have to I like uh, tell everybody goodbye. Josh, you have to tell everybody goodbye. And I'm gonna tell you goodbye, Josh, because uh, after we after our little outro comes in on the live show, I gotta go because I gotta fucking run up to a garage and drop a car off. <laughs> Sounds Fun. wonderful. It's eleven o'clock at night. This is my life. All right, I'm gonna run around the woods and uh, <laughs> at night. If, if I don't get fucking desiccated, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. All right. You guys have a good one. Bye.